This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards. From New York Times bestselling author Jamie Attenberg comes a sharp, funny, and emotionally powerful novel about a family reuniting at the deathbed of its patriarch. The book is called All This Could Be Yours. It's a drama of big little lies set in the heat of a New Orleans summer. Power-hungry real estate developer Victor Tuckman was by all accounts a bad man, and he is dying. Strong-headed lawyer and daughter Alex Tuckman wants the truth about her father. She travels to New Orleans to be with her family, but mostly to interrogate her tight-lipped mother, Barbara. Attenberg's tightly written and epic story reveals Victor's wife, son, and daughter-in-law reckoning with the impacts of his secret past to see if they can rebuild and begin anew. Jamie Attenberg is the New York Times bestselling author of six novels, makes her home in New Orleans, joins me now here on Speaking of Writers. Jamie, welcome to this program. Hi, nice to be here. So where did the idea for this story come from? Um, well, I wanted to write a book that was set in New Orleans. I um, had moved on there about four years ago. So that was part of it. I really wanted to explore and examine the city. Um, and um, and then part of it was that I did want to write about um, family secrets. And also, when you have a family member that's um, sick or dying, um, and you didn't really like them that much. <laughs> And so, but you still sort of have to contend with your relationship with them, and um, and kind of deal with um, grief um, and and all its all its facets. And and I think that we, you know, we do end up grieving people that we didn't like very much, whether we like it or not. My guest on Speaking of Writers is Jamie Attenberg. Her new book is All This Could Be Yours. You mentioned New Orleans. You make beautiful observations about New Orleans. Since moving to New Orleans, how has your relationship changed with the city? Well, it really was my, I lived in New York for a long time, for 16 years, and then I would go the last, you know, three or four years before I moved there, I would go every winter for a couple of months at a time just to work and hang out and get away from um, New York City, and it was my happy place. Mm. <laughs> and so it has been an interesting thing when you turn your happy place into your regular place. Uh, so I've, you know, and it, it's like a, it's a very complicated place, it's a really wonderful place, but um so if anything, I've just gotten to know it deeper, and but really still love it very much and um, have really um, leaned into my relationship with the city. These characters, uh, Victor Tuckman, Alex, Barbara, how did you create them? You know, they just kind of show up. I'm sure you get that all the time mm. when you're interviewing writers. Where do your characters come from, if, if it's fiction? fiction. Um, and for me, they just sort of start talking to me. <laughs> So my first, the first voice that I heard was Alex Tuckman, who is Victor's daughter. And I just heard this woman, I, you know, I pictured her on the roof of a hotel, but she was a tourist in New Orleans and she was talking to her sister-in-law and sort of, you know, wondering about her family, wondering about her family secrets. And, um, and I just heard her really insistently talking. And the way it works usually for me, though, is that I have one character that shows up that's a pretty strong voice and she shows me the other characters. She's sort of looking at them and thinking about them. And that's how I start to get to know them. So when you're constructing this novel, Jamie, did the setting of New Orleans come to you first and then that that first character? Well, I was kind of messing around with another book. I tend to write two books at the same time and then one of them will eat the other one. Hmm. So I was messing around with another book that was set in New Orleans and I was really, and I had just, just on, you know, just personally really wanted to write about the city, but was feeling kind of scared to do it because I'm, I'm very protective of it and, People in the city are very protective of this place also, and 
Um, but I did, I really did want it to be set there. And then, um, and I suppose all those things just sort of, you know, there's just a little stew in your brain and then, and then it start the story will start to emerge. Chatting with Jamie Attenberg here on Speaking of Writers. Her new novel is called All This Could Be Yours. Talk about the book cover, this, this, lo- this storage locker. It's really good, right? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I, wa- I definitely wanted an all-text cover. It's, um, I mean, there is a tiny little image of the, of the, of a, the lock of the, of the storage unit on it, but I really um, didn't want um, any faces on it. I really, I think because it's a, you know, it's a book that's told in so many voices, um, but also it, um, I love how bright and bold it is and it feels almost masculine to me in a way. And, um, but I like that there's like a mystery behind it. Clearly if there's a lock and there's, there's something contained behind the storage unit. Um, and, and, and it's also kind of fun because you, you figure out what the real meaning of the book, of the cover is like three quarters of the way through the book or actually sort of close to the end. It ha it pops up again, a storage unit. And it's sort of, um, I think it's fun to, to, when things, you know, when the text actually connects to the cover itself. You write from so many perspectives in this book, uh, from the members of the Central Tuckman clan to even just some passers-by in the narrative. What was one of your favorite perspectives to write from? Oh, I mean, I, I mean, I, hmm, I liked, there's a fairy operator who, who I really enjoyed, and he just shows up. He gets like maybe a paragraph or two really late in the book. And um, and I will tell you that I have this character that takes a fairy. I don't think I'm really giving anything away by saying that. And I realized that I had never taken this particular fairy, and I wanted to, to write about it in the book. And um, and so I went and I took it, and I and it's I think it's like two dollars or something like that. You you hit, you know, and you put you put it into the machine, and I didn't I didn't know, and I kind of handled handed the fairy operator these crumpled up bills, and he looked at me disapprovingly, like I was just kind of giving him, you know, this wad of cash or whatever. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I have to write that into the book. So that's that's probably like, it was just really fun for me to like go out and experience something. So much of this book is, I mean, all of this book is made up and none of these characters are me or anything in my life. But that fairy operator to me felt very real. And then I sort of imagined what his life might be like in the book. What do you hope people will think about and talk about with the older and younger people in their lives after reading this book? You know, I mean, it's very interesting because I am, I come from this place now. This is my seventh book, and I've been doing press and doing book clubs and doing readings and seeing people talk, you know, get getting reviewed, all those kinds of things for 14 years now. So in a way, it doesn't really matter what I think. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I know what I intended when I wrote this book, but I also know, I'm sorry if this is like a non-answer, but I don't think it is. I also know that people bring their entire lives to the reading of books. And, um, and so I, I don't want to like guide anyone in any one direction, but, um, I do think that there is a, you know, this book is about kind of what, uh, you know, a bad kind of toxic man who does, who's abusive, who can do a lot of damage to a family, what kind of trail he leaves behind. So I think that that's part of the conversation. I think part part of it is about how, you know, we talk to our parents, how we communicate. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm I'm interested to see how it how it is received um, and whether I mean, there's no right or wrong. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like how you read the book. <laughs> 
chatting with best-selling author Jamie Attenberg here on Speaking of Writers. Her new novel is called All This Could Be Yours. You mentioned this is your seventh book, Jamie. How have you evolved and grown as a writer? Well, I mean, your first book, you you don't know what you're doing. And you're just, you're writing it, and it's, um, and you can't even imagine that it's going to be sold or that anyone will ever read it. You're just writing it from this very pure place. So um, that's, you know, I, I, I still am very free about my writing, but I kind of miss that freedom of like where I didn't know <laughs> what was coming. Now I know everything about what's coming. Every step is a process, um, perhaps too intensely. Um, and, uh, and so, but the, the good news is that I am getting better at what I do and I approach things, you know, I'm looking not just at like the story that I have to tell me, but I'm looking at my entire body of work and making sure that what I'm writing fits in with that body of work in that it's, you know, I write things that are very formally inventive each time. And I have, um, and I change from book to book, what, like what kind of character, you know, if I'm writing from first person versus like a close third. So I'm always kind of mixing things up and always trying, and if it's a, about a family versus like a solo, you know, more of a focus on a solo individual. Um, I'm always trying to mix things up. Uh, so that, that's different. It's like, you're just, you're not just like writing in a void, you're writing in conversation with everything that you've ever done. Are you a disciplined writer who writes every day at a certain time? I'm, I'm extremely disciplined, productive writer. I, right now I'm not even doing anything cause I've just been on tour for two weeks and I have another uh, months to go. Um, no, more than that. I have, I have more than that because I have to do more after Thanksgiving. Um, so I'm not getting anything done, but my process is that I write a thousand words a day mm. and I do it every day, five days a week. And it's my job. And I treated like, I wanted it to be my job. So I treated it like it was my job. Um, but I probably won't be able to start doing that again. And I'm guessing until 2020 that said, like I got up this morning was like, I'm really just going to need to write in my journal for a while just to like clear out all my thoughts. So it's so much a part. It's not just like about, like my process being like how I'm productive. It's, it's really like the thing that keeps me sane too. Do you use an outline or are you a pantser? I mean, I guess I'm a pantser, but like, I just, I, you know, at a hundred pages, I need to know where it's going. Like I'm not, I'm not showing up at the end and not knowing how the book's going to end. Yeah. I definitely see, start to see things in the distance. And so I will keep, a, I, I guess it's an outline, but it's really just like a list of things I want to talk about in the book. Uh, you mentioned you're on tour now. Um, uh, are you have a, a working, planning a new novel for 2020? And if so, can you give us a sneak peek into what it's about? I'm actually writing an essay collection next, mm. which I've never done before. Um, and I um, have to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> but I've written a proposal for it. And um, it's just, um, it's about, you know, being a writer, but also about ghosts um, and being a woman in the world. Jamie Attenberg. Her new novel is All This Could Be Yours. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me.